This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space Space researchers. researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Mutt, Cedric has been sump, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the gold medal passion, the insatiable desire to bring it home, and the Tokyo tinged ambience of the sumpster camped in the bludging in the blindside soundproof booth at ABC, a, a grandstand Olympic HQ. The Sumster is in. The Premiership window is wide open. Happy Rugby League, Australia, and happy golden memories of Tokyo 2020 now in 2021. Tokyo Day 8 of competition. Uh, the Olympics, uh, obviously, on this day, traditionally acknowledge the contribution of all bus drivers, truck drivers, cabbies and road crew. They're the real unsung heroes behind the wheel who keep the games on track and on time. To acknowledge their contribution, the IOC has put all your names into a barrel and one lucky driver's name will be pulled out with a fabulous prize and win a fabulous prize. The winner will be the special guest of His Excellency at the Brisbane 2032 opening ceremony and take part behind the wheel in the hurricane of Holden HQs. That's the mass drive-through, which will be a central part of the opening ceremony 2032, and you'll be able to drive around the Gabba behind the wheel and with along with 1,750 Holden cars, utes and decorated shagging and wagons. It's a hell of a prize. I mean... It's a simple way of saying thank you, drivers, etc., etc. And 2032, I mean, I can't get over the big shows coming. I mean, we need a slogan. That's our big talking point this week. If you have a suggestion on how to let the youth of the world know what to expect and where to come, and let's face it, a lot of people bail me up here in Tokyo and say, where the hell is Brisbane? I mean, it's a fact. I mean, I have to get out a map out of my hip pocket. I've started carrying it around and point. They've got baffled completely that it's in Australia. But anyway, we need a slogan to let the youth of the world know where to come and how to get involved. And we'll throw that open to the, well, to begin a national conversation. I don't think we'll get to the bottom of it today, but a national conversation in a couple of hours' time. Firefighters, train conductors, grey nomads with an interest in picking up some stop-go work in rural and regional infrastructure. Australian brain surgeons in the scrubs doing something new with LSD. Welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. This is HD Norson opening the dig for another set of seven water week. <laughs> what an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Rugby league and the breaking news that the proposed NRL expansion has been put on hold in, until at least 2024. In fact, so much so it's been put on hold, the matches have been cancelled today. So watch this space. Elsewhere, former top dog Willie Mason is a big rap for changes at the kennel. He's right up behind the Barrett Gould Hanson revolution and he suggested to Tavita Pangai Jr. that he should only sign with the County Brankstown Bulldogs, a.k.a. the Berries. Speaking of uh, the dogs, the Shakespeare 
of the state of origin sideline, Gus Gould, has returned to the kennel of Belmore to settle things right down. And in other roster news, former Dragon Vaughan, that is Paul Vaughan, that's the barbecue maestro, is relocating and bringing the barbecue to the kennel. Suddenly the dogs lineup is groaning with grunt and poke for season 2022. In other league uh, titbits, can a cheese become a chook? This is a league stumper that's baffled experts for ages. Uh, the cheese, one Smith, comma, v, v full stop, that storm bloke who runs like cheese, according to Freddie and Joey, and they had no, they had no cheese when they saw it. He's being chased by the chooks. The big money offer is on the dangle from the Rhode Island Red Rooster's beak. Still with entertainment end of the caper, Cam Smith, uh, not the hero of Tokyo, but the other one, the league hero, he's got a stage show coming up late in August, which is simply called Cam Smith Live. Cameron Smith Live. I'm not sure what he'll do. A bit of magic, obviously, juggling, uh, kicking a student into the audience that's filled with lollies, all that sort of stuff, old shtick. And then he's got a set that a set list that includes, uh, I think he waddles out and launches into it, I did it my way, no surprises there. Beautiful read of that song and so poignant when you think of rugby league in the current context. He's going to do Wichita Lineman and then as a surprise to include AFL people, he's going to sing Up There Kazali. I mean, it's a hell of a set list when you think about it and I haven't got the whole list in front of me now, but there are a few highlights. AFL and grand final, uh, well, ideas, I've got to say it's not much more than an idea really. The former Collingwood Supremo, Eddie McGuire, who's full of ideas, has suggested a ring of steel be thrown around the MCG and everybody who wants to go to the granny will sign in and quarantine for a fortnight inside the ROS and be tested every day. Then on the big day, they'll be able to uh, see the minimal pre-match entertainment on video screens, followed by the usual upside granny fixture that'll have them leaving at quarter time. So, uh, but while the match is in progress, uh, sadly, the usual COVID protocols will be applying. No singing, no shouting, no cheering, no drinking, no fun. International football and Ange Postacoglu is having a lot of trouble getting that elusive first win on the board with uh, Celtic dipped out midweek when the Scots drew with the, against the Danes one all in the UEFA Champions League qualifier. Thank goodness the rabid Celtic fans don't know where Ange lives or what he drives yet. Uh, and with the horse's birthday one sleep away, could the halting of the construction due to the COVID across New South Wales affect the completion date of the Wink Stand at Ranwick? I mean, this would be a tragedy, a tragedy if the Wink Stand couldn't be ready for uh, October the 16th. The build apparently now miles behind. Uh, I mean, I believe the Minister of Entertainment, that's, uh, or Mr. Entertainment, should I say, the bloke who's putting on Cam Smith, that is a pit of should step in and crack the whip or at least delay the Everest from uh, October the 16th until the stand is completed. And I've got to make a note here in passing about the great success of Jamie Carr, who will complete a remarkable year of uh, horse racing. First female jockey to win the jockey, uh, sorry, first female jockey to win the premiership. This is in the Melbourne area. First jockey to ride more than 100 winners in a season. Has uh, ridden almost double the winners of Damien Lane, the guy who's coming second. Was also the first apprentice in the world to win a Metro Jockey Premiership. That was in Adelaide 13-14. Uh, they've named the last race, it's actually, as it turns out, it's the second last race in her honour. It's simply called, guess what? Congratulations, Jamie Carr. And if there's any romance in racing, the... All the other jockeys will let Red Santa, guess why, Jamie's on board, Red Santa win. Um, I've got to say, you know, 
I've always been a great believer in the romance and the gravitas and the dignity of racing. And if there's any sense, if there's any sense of that left in racing, then it'll come to the fore. Incidentally, Jamie Carr's dad, this is something for the uh, buffs, uh, Jamie Carr's dad skated for Australia in the 1992 Winter Olympics at Albertville. Whoa. And, and speaking of uh, descendants, I noticed Carlton last night had a player called Josh Honey. Related to and son of... Gary. Yeah, Gary Honey. No way. <laughs> way. And, and wait for this, Gary Honey, silver medal yeah. on a, behind Carl Lewis, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Forget the games. Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, okay. That late? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, it might have been earlier. Well, <clears throat> gee, baffling. The baffling. people will know. Mm, when yeah, did Gary Honey win his silver medal? Uh, so that's a bit of a wrap-up there. And what of the uh, Sydney Football Stadium with this... Uh, COVID construction pause. I mean, it was dropping behind schedule, way behind schedule earlier in the year. Now, can I point out to the Berejiklian government that both these things, the Wink Stand and the Sydney Football Stadium, could should be deemed essential, if you know what I mean. And speaking of uh, builds at football, there was a tragic accident at a soccer match last weekend in Brisbane. I hope this isn't... I mean, I hope the structure was not an example of the new builds that Queensland's going to put up for the Olympics. I mean, it's a tragedy already. Imagine what will happen if people from overseas come. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us uh, as we prod forward through the solidly backed-up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. And if you've got something already, then the queue's there. Get on the end of it and have another go. And remember, Diggs, we'll get there and we won't know until we're there when we're there. At least that's what I think Sooty's line was middle midweek. Don't ask, I'm clueless. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who has a, had a run of outs injury-wise in the build-up to these Olympics. It's been a very interrupted preparation, and yet such is his commitment to sport that he's here today wrapped in bandages on a drip with an operation booked in two hours' time for a heart transplant before having that nasty cancer of the elbow removed at half-time. I mean, the man... The man, you know, despite this monumental run of outs, his bad luck, his, you know, his passion for especially anything to do with BMX and skateboards at the Olympics is incredible. Ramp, you know, obviously remember the name, rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging uh, on the blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Dayoud! Yes, thank you very much. And uh, happy Rugby League, HG San. Happy Rugby League, Australia San. Now, I have been, you know, I've, this is totally unexpected, just wandering around Tokyo as we've been. I, I mean, sure, it's in lockdown, but, you know, we're able to get out a little bit. Um, I've been absolutely astonished by the number of Raiders fans amongst the Japanese people. Canberra Raiders fans? Canberra Raiders fans. They, they love Sticky. They somehow, they, they understand Sticky. <laughs> they relate to Sticky in a way that is beyond me. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand it. They keep asking me, do you know Sticky? I said, well, so I've met him a couple of times. I don't know how well I know him, but I certainly have met him. What's he like? Well, he's, he's really great, terrific bloke, mm -hmm. yeah. So they, they just they just love him. They just, love that line, it wasn't us out it there. It wasn't us out there, yeah, mm. exactly. Well, um, that might be it. I haven't been able to pin down exactly what it is. Uh, Kayleigh McEwen has just won gold in the 200 metres backstroke. It's another gold for Australia. Gold that puts our gold up to 10. Whoa. Whoa, it's starting to get serious. Uh, I think we'd anticipated 12. We're getting close. We've got a whole week to go. Can I point out, incidentally, yeah. Roy, New Zealand, 3-3-2, three, three, yeah. gold, three. I know you don't want to be brought, brought yeah, down so early no, in the I know, show. I know. 
332. We've yeah. got to do something about that. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's got to stop that. here. It, well, it makes no sense at all. There must be cheats. Well, there must be standards, appalling standards in some of the... It would be on water, wouldn't it? It would be a boating, oh, well, boating, boats and... boating rubbish. Anyway, let's say the better about that. And we don't want to dwell on it. We no, don't. No. Uh, we're above that. We're above that. We're boy. well above that. Uh, no, I thought the Opals were ripped off last night against China. I didn't see that. That charging foul was just outrageous. Talk to Andrew Bogart about it. Absolutely outrageous. They were ripped off. Ripped off. Okay. And I've made it clear. I've sent a message down to the Opal squad. Not that it helped. Not that it was a healing balm. I mean, they're out, aren't they? They're out and they don't deserve to be. Uh, Now, in great news, uh, former South Sydney behemoth. It's not a term you often hear on... Radio these days, behemoth, but it's I'm bringing it back. Former South Sydney behemoth, uh, Jordan Malata. He's set to uh, join the Philadelphia Eagles, I think, as a uh, left-side defensive man mm-hmm. uh, in what looks to be a $100 million contract. Isn't this great news? Isn't this great news? Uh, pity, I mean, we've had a few uh, rugby league players go over on the off chance of trying to get signed up for the one of these fantastic deals. Very rarely does it happen. Usually they come back Valentine home style and slot back into some, you know... Busted ass but, operation Yeah, here. in Queensland, generally speaking. Uh, but this bloke looks like he's got the... It's, he's, he's going he, all the way. He's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minji Lee takes out the Evian Masters. She was looking as if she was destined to be the finest golfer never to win a major. Well, she's done it now. Uh, I sent through a message to her on behalf of all uh, listeners and uh, she said, thank you very much. Very humble champion. Uh, Alex Carey's heroes take out the one-day series against the West Indies. God almighty, he got the best out of Stark, didn't he? He really got the best out of Stark, Alex Carey. I don't know, Alex Carey, I don't know what he said to him, but he certainly turned this bloke around. I'm I'm a big rap for Alex Carey these days. I, I hadn't uh, thought much about it. Well, I'd never thought about him until he became captain. Now I think about him quite a bit and I'm quite proud of what he's achieved and I, I, I've let him know on behalf of all bludge listeners just what bludge listeners are saying about him, which is all good, all very good. Um, and uh, Coach Langer is saying that Mitchell Marsh has put his hand up for the World Cup. That's got to be Has good. he? That's got to be good. Mitchell Marsh. Mitchell Marsh. Mitchell Marsh. We can build a, build a team around that. Excellent. Outstanding, the Australian Mitchell Marsh. I'm uh, sure he's had his outs, but I, I, I don't think he plays well when he's with his brother. No. I think he's much better when he's by himself. Yeah. There's one Marsh in a team's plenty. Yeah, yeah that's right. He, you don't need two. His if brother got, bullies if, him. Yeah, if you've got two, you're in trouble. Exactly. One will lord it Two marshes, no good. One marsh. Perfect, especially when it's Big Mitch. Uh, now, will Buddy Franklin kick his 1,000th goal this season? You know, I was only thinking the other night, actually, was, was it Plugger Lockett the last time we saw someone kick a 1,000? Uh, I think that's right. And I think he was with the Swans when he did it, didn't he? Yes, he? he was. He was. He was. Well, rem- well remembered. It was a really magical moment. Everybody ran on. Everybody ran on. And I encourage yep. you, when Buddy breaks yep. it, yep. millions of people around yep. the world will I be running on. I hope he does on. it this year. I, I, I mean, I just think people are ready for something like that. New. Something uh, new in AFL. No, a healing balm healing. On, a, on a troubled city. You could use the term behemoth. 
Yes, in I don't. Relation. Well, Buddy is a bit of a kicking behemoth, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he is. He is certainly with a with a thousand looming. That's a, an extraordinary performance. And I passed on our thoughts to Plugger and said, "I wish you all the best, mate." Happy kicking, I said. Uh, Quade Cooper is called up for the Wallabies for Wallabies duties. This is a bizarre thing, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, I should point out that um, he's How's still the poll going. He's still denied uh, Australian citizenship. Our poll, which we kept running all week, I think we closed, shut it off about six a.m. this morning. Uh, we could open it again, but I don't think we need to because I think the jury's in. Um, the voting was uh, yes, a hundred and three people think he should be given Australian citizenship. No, a hundred and two. It's close, isn't it? Convincing, though. Yeah. Good enough. Well, that's, for that's me. democracy. Yeah, true, it can make true, for unusual true. outcomes. Yeah, and it's in this case, I'm saying Quade Cooper, and I think it's going to take the uh, the uh, immigration minister to step in here now. There seems to be the sticking point for him is he's spending too much time playing overseas. You, you've got to be in Australia for four years without going very far away. But surely they could. But this is his trade. I know. And his surely... trade is rugby union player. Yeah. He's got to play for the Suntories, whatever they Giants. are, in, or whatever they are in, in Japan. The here. Suntory Toyotas. Yeah, where they love him. They love him um, because they know he knows Ricky Stewart. That's right. And he knows Ricky pretty well. Now, Nick Kyrgios is uh, wowing them in Atlanta. Oh, I saw some <laughs> funny shots this week. Yes, he's unearthed a new serve. It's a drop shot between the legs. Funny as. Funny as. What an entertainer. What an entertainer. If anything's going to get people, crowds coming back to tennis, it's going to be Nick Kyrgios. Now, the uh, later date for the Bathurst 500... Uh, it means that uh, former supercar, supercar superstar and current IndyCar star Scott McLaughlin can drive in the Bathurst 500. He's coming back to, to have a drive. It'd be great to see him again. I haven't seen him for a number of years. Terrific, terrific style. <laughs> great with a left turn. <laughs> I think he always had the best left turn in the, on the circuit. Oh, oh, yeah, only the yeah. supercar circuit. Yeah, in the supercar circuit. My, my inside information is that he'll probably sign up with the uh, Dick Johnson team. Whoa. Now, that's got to be good, hasn't it? That's news. That's news. That's mm-hmm. news. You've heard it here first. McLaughlin with Dick Johnson. Uh, wonderful week for the greatest game of all, of course. Um, Craig Bellamy has agreed to stay with the Storm uh, for another five years. What? For another five years. Five years? Yeah, yeah. But I think he's, he'll be principal coach next year and then they'll get someone in and he'll be him. assistant coach. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the way it's going to work. But it looks like so- uh, he'll stay with the one club for his whole career. And that works so well for Alan Clarkson, Alistair Clarkson at oh, Hawthorne. Oh, he's left Hawthorne. Yeah, I mean, because they got another coach in to that's right. help him. That's right. That's right. He thought, has oh, he left immediately, HG? Like, is the new coach taking over as of this week? I assume so. I assume or so. Or their reserve coaches will fill oh, in. Oh, okay, until fill they, in till the end of the Sam season. Until Mitchell's yeah. ready to okay, come. Okay, good. Pick up good. the clipboard. Yes. Uh, as you pointed out, HG, the party guy, Paul Vaughan, he's going to go over and join. Fantastic um, news. The dogs. He's going to go over and bark with the dogs, yeah. Uh, I suppose Trent Barrett can turn him around, if not Gus can. Uh, and that bloke from New Zealand yeah, they've got Hanson. helping out. I don't out. know what he's doing. I don't know what he does there. He plays. He's a rugby union coach. Uh, I don't know what he'd know. That'd uh, be great he, motivation. I suppose he would. Uh, if anyone could sort out Vaughan, those three could. 
turn him around. And uh, Jimmy the Jet has um, broken the lockdown protocols. He was, uh, he just missed the sun, he said to me. He phoned me from the balcony where he wasn't meant to be. I said, what are you doing out in the balcony? He said, I just missed the sun. Yeah, I said, mate, you're breaking the law. Oh, yeah, but I'm missing the sun. Yeah, but you're breaking the law. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but I'm missing the sun. But you could jeopardise the whole the rugby whole league. National <laughs> Rugby League. <laughs> Are you aware of that? Yeah, I'm missing the sun. Actually, just finally. <laughs> you hung up at that yeah, point, did you? No, it wasn't going anywhere. No. <laughs> but it, it just wasn't going anywhere. But, Nothing was going through. I mean, communication's a two-way thing. This was one direction, all coming at me, nothing going back. You know, you know when I that th- happens, you know, you I felt up. like I could just hang up and he'd keep talking to me for the next couple of hours, just saying, <laughs> repeating, I'm missing the sun. And I guess he was. Yeah, no, got that. You know, I, I can't help him. No. I can't help no. him. Um, we all are. Could I just suggest, SG, that um, with the uh, tremendous success of our uh, women's soccer team last night. That was incredible. Could I suggest there's a revolution happening in Australian soccer and we're largely unaware of it? A sort of chaos ball, chaos ball approach. Well, something's going on. I know. And it is very exciting. Mm. I think, uh, you know, anyone involved in soccer throughout the world is going to look at Australia and say, what is going on there? I want to be part of that. Make of that what you will. Not everyone's perfect. If empathy is your biggest problem, get top advice from the compassion professionals at Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, a bit of an update on Gary Honey. It was uh, ooh, 84. Yeah, time flies. It does, doesn't it? 84. Yeah, see, Atlanta's 96. That's ooh. 12 years later. We were yeah. out by, about by a decade. Yeah, we did it. All and right, I think the, um, the Carlton played, called Honey, played, um, I don't know how many matches he's played, not very many, but he was, came into his own. He right. might have got a couple of could goals. Could this be a grandchild of Gary oh, Honey? Oh, could be. That'd be more likely, could be. wouldn't it? 84, Gary would have been 20-odd. Uh, don't know. Unless he was a late... Bloomer. Bloomer. He, according yeah. to uh, the producer, Dave Stone, who knows everything, yeah. 8.24 was the leap. Oh, that's not a... Yeah, mm. that was Gary Honey's... Mm. Uh, leap okay. Anyway. 8.24, gee, it wouldn't cut it these days, would it? No, no, not really. I mean, Jump and Jai, the centimetre guy, would have had it all over Gary Honey. I wonder if they ever met those two. I suppose they would have done. They would have I mean, Gary would have passed on some tips. Now, can I come to the... To the ease in terms of uh, long jump mm-hmm. is a pair of shorts and a singlet. That's all you need. That's all you need. You know, you're not a laser-class boat uh, person. No, no, and know, hope in your heart. Hope in your heart. Yeah. And maybe if you had one of those shirts with the oh, emu and the kangaroo emu and the kangaroo, that, yeah, that'll help you leave. Now, can I ask a question? This is a lot of people in Tokyo have been bailing me up and asking me this because they know the legend of the king, yep. rooting king. Yes. Uh, and they also know the animosity that the king has with Bruce and what you've done about making sure the television set mm-hmm. doesn't stray into Bruce territory while yep. you're away here in Tokyo. Yes. I mean, you've got the Woodis boys looking after that, have you? And, and are they trustworthy? <clears throat> my mail is the Woodis boys. Oh, look, my, I, I know two. what they're going to do. I know what they're going to do. They've got a vid- one of those old recording machines. Video, VHS. VHS. They'll be recording Bruce and putting the, you know, because King likes to have, He's getting a bit older these days, but he does like having a couple of television sets in the stables. Uh, Facing, doesn't matter which way he faces, he can see something. 
Uh, it keeps him amused, keeps him occupied, and it you know doesn't worry me. And at he does all. have favourite shows. Loves, he loves Home and Away. Yeah, he can't wait for that to come back. Yeah. Um, Not very keen on the Bachelor, is he? This time he hates around. the Bachelor. Yeah. Hates hates any of those sort of reality shows. Mm-hmm. Farmer um, wants a wife, but he likes uh, that new Larry Emder show. Oh, the Chase. The Chase. Yeah, yeah that that you know I suppose it's the name. Mm-hmm. You know I suppose he's used to chasing and he relates to it in a funny sort of way. Anyway, I I know the Woodis boys will be putting the video of Bruce on just to watch him kick the television in because they find it funny. I don't because I just, you know, insurance, you know, they're saying again, yeah, why, who, how, you know, we've got to pay out on this again. This is happening a bit bit often, Mr Slavin. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's NRMA, you know, they look after me. (laughs) (laughs) Look... What you know, I'm, I'm We'd not... We'd go through 10 TVs sometimes a, year. Sometimes a month. Well, especially when the Olympics The Olympics are on. I mean, thank goodness... Go 20 a day. I know. Thank goodness he gave up calling AFL. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd have that six month of hell. Exactly. Now, the other thing was, um, what does the animosity date back to? I, I know, don't know. I don't know what well, caused it. It's the, the timbre of his voice, I suspect. But the quality of the calls that he used to give the king, he always used to call the king coming last, yeah. even when he was winning. Yes, It was that true. sort of... Yeah. Well, well Bruce has favourites. Yeah. And we know that. You know, he has favourites in athletics. Mm-hmm. Who, who can forget how much, he, how wonderful he thought bloody Carl Lewis was? Carl, yeah, indeed, the bloke who beat Gary Hunt. No matter who you bloody talked about, he'd bring it back to Carl Lewis. Mm. Uh, we interviewed him a couple of times. Yeah, he admitted that. He too. admitted that to mm-hmm. us, that mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed the work of Carl Lewis. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, great. Yeah. You can know. you talk about a couple of others? A couple of others, yeah. No, what about Carl Gary Lewis. Honey? No. Not interested. Not interested. He was beaten by Carl Lewis. Oh, was he, Bruce? Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, so I understand the uh, king has had a set against um, Bruce's calling because yeah. of his particular animosity. Yeah, and it's his, the only one. Yeah, you know, I, know. I, I used to think he used to, didn't like it was Des, everybody. He, yeah, I used to think he didn't like Des Hoisted. Yeah, but but he or Johnny Tap, he yeah. loved him. Or the accurate one, Bill Collins. Bill Collins, he loved no, Bill Collins. Yeah, we yeah, spent yeah, a lot yeah, of time he with Bill really Collins. Really leaned forward. Mm. You know, but Bruce, nope. Now. <clears throat> Roy, this is a, a story which is, a, well, probably, I don't know how, how hard to, how to relate to it really, but mm. the headline is, Titmus as tough as any NRL star. And I think, whoa, that's a big call. Ariane uh, Titmus yeah, is, is as tough as any rugby league star. <clears throat> now, Well, that's not right. Well, open bracket. How, how do we measure toughness here? Well, Have you ever seen her run the ball up? <laughs> I haven't. You ever seen her take one to the head? I haven't. I know. You ever seen her in a gang tackle? Well, no. no. You ever seen a couple of forwards hold her up while the next one comes into the ribs? Yeah. I haven't. I mean, when she's done that, you know, then I'll Mm. be able to make some comparisons. But at the moment, Mm. we can't. Now. And a lot of our our rugby league players are really good swimmers. I know. Jimmy the Jet. Oh. You know, you've seen him in his underpants (laughs) outside. In the sun? (laughs) Imagine him in the pool. Now, I worry about the headline and then I saw, says performance guru, and all of a sudden I'm interested. Hang on, performance guru? I know, anything with the word guru attached to it. Who's who's the performance guru? Well, yeah. Now, Wayne Bennett's right-hand man during his time at Brisbane and St. George Illawarra, Jeremy Hickmans. Jeremy Hickmans. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a name I've not come across before, has worked with some of the toughest players to run on a football field. However... Has he? Who Does he name them? 
Yeah, yeah, wait a minute. Okay. The Swimming Australia Performance uh, Consultant has no hesitation in describing Ariana Titmus as being every bit as formidable and unyielding as Shane Webkey. Webkey. Petra Sivyasina. Brad Thorne. Brad Thorne. Brad Thorne. <laughs> and Bo Scott. Well, I've always thought of Bo Scott as a pillow. Yeah. But Thorny was good. Yeah. Now, Thorny was tough. He was an all-black as well as playing he, State of Origin, he, as well as, yeah. you know, he could do anything. Thorny. Can I say very rare journey, yeah. the Brad Thorne journey? Yeah. <clears throat> 100%, there's no doubt about it. This is Hickman's talking. It's just very different, the physicality that's needed in rugby league is second to none, but the mental resilience to plough up and down the pool day in, day out, mm. when it's seven degrees at 6am, is very different. Well... Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Titmus is just as tough, but in different ways because there's not that contact, but she is extremely tough in her own way. She's God, he's observant, isn't he? He, no, he realises no contact in swimming. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait a minute. You've got to take it to the wall. Oh, yeah. Let's not. We lost about yeah. four goals in, in Tokyo yeah. because we couldn't punch a hole in the wall. That's right. That's true. Now, She's been public in her admiration for Rafael Nadal. Mm. You can see that ability to nail, nail it down and do the job. Oh, I love the language. Yeah. That's how she turns up every day. I remember watching Like Rafael Nadal, nailing what? it down, pinning it to the wall. Is that what he's saying? I don't think... <laughs> I don't think gobbledygook. I, know, I don't think he's analysing Rafael Nadal. Good. He's just making the comparison or the observation. He's just picking a name out of a hat. It's exactly. a bloody word lettuce. It's a salad, isn't it? Yeah, salad. I remember watching the session in Townsville when they were doing some high-level anaerobic work and I remember Arnie and Mitch Larkin essentially at the end of the pool between reps they were vomiting in the bushes. Well, I always liked that at a training session. Yeah, sure. You wouldn't consider a, a, an yeah. athlete doing the right thing if they weren't vomiting in bushes. Oh, no, no, no. But, th- but that's true of rugby league people. Sure. I've seen a lot of rugby league players vomit. You don't have to be on the field either. <laughs> <laughs> And you don't have to be doing a session either. No, no, no. Different sort of session. No, no, no. You, you, you can be in love in the toilet and still need to vomit. I mean, that happens. Mm. Now, <laughs> might be just half our portion of the two and a half hour session. For them, it's normal. That mental resilience is huge. It's probably stronger in some of the in some ways than team sports. The big thing about Arnie mm. is that she commits to what she's doing. Good. After being flicked from his job at the Broncos, well, he's no surprise. Why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, where's this going? Uh, Can it, you imagine it, the players sitting around listening to this nonsense? When the coach Bennett was moved on, Hickman sought a new challenge. He found it working for Australia, Australia's Olympic uh, medal hopefuls alongside, you know, obviously uh, Boxhead Boxall. Oh, Boxhead, yeah. Yeah, at the St Peter's Pool. Mm. Uh, much of the focus uh, turned to Titmus as she battled to overcome, you know, rotator cuff problems. Oh, yeah. Uh, shoulder injury. Hickman's was tasked with overseeing her strength and rehabilitation alongside the physiotherapist Peter Wells. Uh, asked if there were... Uh, moments when it appeared she wouldn't make it, Hickman said. Oh, I think it was uh, always a little thought in the back of him, in the background, but uh, didn't want to, didn't know what was going to happen at the time. We just got our heads down to get it right. She yeah. was outstanding with the way she approached. It. Yeah, so it falls away a little bit. Does, does it's not much does. of a thesis, really, is it? Not really. Vomiting seems to be the main. Yeah. Yeah. Bridge. Yeah, yeah. What prompted the uh, journalist to get in touch with Hickman's in the first place? Has she any idea? Someone just fishing for an idea? I'd say space to fill. Space to fill. Mm. Oh, yeah, talk to, talk to Hickman's. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's got some great stories. Yeah. Oh. G'day, Jeremy. How are you, mate? How's it going? Yeah, good. I want to talk about Ariana and I want to talk about Shane Webke. <laughs> <laughs> One thing leads to another. Yeah. This is The Bludge from Tokyo. 
What sport single-handedly turned Gallipoli from a loss into a win? Rugby League. Celebrated here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Roy, speaking of, um, as we were, of uh, offspring doing really well, we come to, uh, we mentioned this before, uh, Aidan Roach, the son of uh, Blocker Roach. Blocker, yeah. Now, um, he plays for the Sharks, the water polo team. Yep. Uh, the dad says, this is Steve, I was wetting myself. Uh, I was shaking, mate. I was vomiting in the bushes. Mm. Uh, I try to answer everyone who gives us sense in support. Yeah. Uh, and then I get really nervous when they play. I uh, Obviously, he played for New South Wales and Australia. This yeah. is uh, Steve. You were saying he's played about 170 matches. <clears throat> I think that's right. Yeah. He's been a fixture in the side. Oh. It's, uh, it's very stressful for Blocker. Oh. 170 times he's been in the bushes. <laughs> I think it's. The, I think I'd look at his diet a little bit, but that's just me. Sure. Now, because you're a big bloke. Yeah. Um, for some reason, the kids started uh, turned to water polo. It started with their son Daniel. This is Kath and Steve's son Daniel. Mm. He had growing pains. He was told to stay off his feet for a year. He found he found the water, and Liam and Aiden, uh, better known as AJ, followed. Right. So what a weird journey that is. That's a. Well, I wish Bruce had known that because he could tease that into a yes. three-hour broadcast. Yes. Yes. Growing pains. Yes. I don't yeah. know if Bruce has been following, been calling the uh, <laughs> water has, polo, I, though. I just was giving him an idea. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. The, but the, growing pains, he, you know, most athletes would have growing would pains. Would have growing Especially, pains. It's something uh, you could weave in, you know, when he's talking about the athletes next week, you know. <laughs> Suffered so, from growing pains. And a picture story of the pools they, yeah, etc. you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, now, Kathy was the real hero in the thing. She'd... Uh, well, in the development of them as water polo players, she drove, uh, according to Block, he, she drove him all over Sydney since he was a kid. Kathy added, I'd drop him off at the pool at 4.30am, go home and get brekkie ready. I'd pack several different lunches. Yeah. All families do that. We had big food bills. We'd never get just, it's terrific how these things, one thing leads to another. We'd yeah. never just roast one leg of lamb. We'd have to be doing two. Right. Um, I have a great mum who's, that's the grandparents who are still alive. She's a great breaker and helped out. Yeah. I, she said when we had a Chook, she was lucky to get the parson's nose. Uh-huh. Oh, that might be Steve actually saying that. <clears throat> I did all right, though. Kath put something away for the big fella. She's the backbone of the family. It wasn't for her. I'd be in Redfern Park under some newspaper. Wow. That's, <laughs> That's a big call, isn't it? It's a big call. I think the point is, though, HG, and this is abundantly clear with whomever we speak to when it comes to any aspect of the Olympic Games or sport in general, that it's a family thing. It and, is. And you need the support of your family. It, it is. Um, and if you don't have that support, you're, re- you're really... In str- trouble. You, you struggle, now, yeah. Now, when you were growing up, yeah. you know, a lot of kids in the family, did you get two legs of lamb? No, we never got two legs of lamb. We never had lamb until I was about 24. You know, lamb was just too weird. We, we were mainly... Chops? Uh, chops and sausages and fish, fish fingers on us. It was special, like a Friday. Mm-hmm. We'd have fish fingers, you know, with um, tomato sauce, generally speaking. You wouldn't think about it these days, but it seemed to work very well on a, on a bit of uh, tank, tank loaf bread back in the day, yeah. <laughs> I asked, did but you... But that was our diet, yeah. you know. Can I ask... And did both parents participate in getting the food in and, and um, you know, like uh, Well, mum wasn't interested in food and dad had left. So oh, that, okay. So we struggled a little bit that yeah. way. So, uh, you know, I just got used to weird foods. You know, sometimes we'd have sardines on toast for breakfast. 
you know, it's not a popular thing these days, mm. but then it was just mm. normal, you know, or a bit of Devon, mm. just a bit of Devon in your hand as you, as you left the house on your way to school. And do you feel as though the lack of diet when you were at that no. age held you back? No, not at all. If anything, it made me tougher. <laughs> the South Australian School of Mines, the Mind and Brain Foundation and that clown show, Matthias Corman, all support Rugby League Week. For the full program, stay tuned to Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, um, Tom O'Halloran, he's in our climbing division. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the past 16 months, uh, his representatives high and low certainly uh, <clears throat> uncertainly experienced in the team, meaning they didn't know whether they were going or whether yes. they, what they should do. Yep. Uh, but you'd McKin- think highs and lows in climbing, you'd be sort of used to that though, wouldn't you? Very good. You would. Very good. Yeah, you, I suppose you what goes up eventually must come down. Must, yeah. And the team of- You become uh, very aware of gravity. You would. Don't you? You would. Gravity's always with you. Yeah. In a, a way that most normal, people average don't people don't even notice it. Now, um, Tom O'Halloran, his uh, teammate is Oceana McKenzie. Oh, yes. They're going to be Australia's first representatives in the new Olympic event of sport climbing. Good. But the COVID pandemic cast extreme doubt on the, obviously, the preparations and so on. Mm. O'Halloran, who formerly competed in the reality show Ninja Warrior. Oh, yes. What a terrific show uh, that was. I lost my job uh, through COVID last year and on the mm. 19th of March. Then our qualification event got cancelled on the 23rd. Right. Wasn't looking good. Uh, at that point, it looked like maybe the Olympics were were going ahead and the games were ultimately de- delayed. Mm. And O'Halloran booked his ticket to Tokyo at a qualifying event in December, but warmed up. On Ninja Warrior. Yes. Now, yep. was that a good preparation? Oh, terrific preparation. Yeah, I, I mean, they really push you. I, I don't know how much of Ninja Warrior you saw, but, uh, oh, the athleticism was astonishing, HG, and climbing skills were required. Right. You know, you had to be used to being, you know, high high up off the ground uh, for, at various points in, in the competition. You know, it wasn't all, all on ground level. There was a lot of aerial work as well. You know that show, SAS? Uh, yes, I'm looking forward to that. Survivor. Sam Burgess. Sam, Sam Burgess. Burgess show. Yeah. Now, would that be a good they preparation? Put Sam, they, they, they get Sam and they put a bag on his head and they, they take him up in a, in a helicopter and, throw him and out. drop him out. And he doesn't know that they're only dropping him out, you know, two metres. As far as he knows, it's 30,000 feet. <laughs> you know, it's, that, it's really scary. It's such a great show. And do you reckon that would be a good preparation for something at the Olympics? Oh, yeah, for something. I don't know quite what. Yeah. A head bagging, head, <laughs> head bag drops, maybe. Do you think, <laughs> well, what I like about head bag drops is yeah. it's not an equipment-based thing. No, all and you need no, is a helicopter. And what, how do you judge it? How do you judge it? <laughs> uh, well, I suppose if you... Um, Biggest splash? No, well, I, mean, I, mean, I, I think... I, I think there's an examination of the trouser. <laughs> and if the trouser's clean, full marks. September the 8th, sleepers wake. This is bludging on the blind side. Yes, and the news is coming up in a moment or two, but one thing I'd cram in before the news is the Burgess boys, speaking of them, yeah. 
There, uh, remember he, we broke the news about the 4B fashion label? Oh, yeah, the 4B. How's that going? It's going really well. Yes. And, and they've always taken an interest in fashion, and you can see by the photo shoot with them, yes. with this article, that they've really got it down. Yep. Uh, we've got our different looks, so we thought we'd, it'd be a great way to keep it, that connection and be able to have a business together. We can build together and enjoy working with each other for many sure. years to come. And I had to look at the fashion shoot, and I realised I just saw people in shorts and T-shirts. Yeah. And then I tumbled to the idea that Sam likes a dark, top and white shorts. Good. And his brother, George, George. likes dark shorts and a white top. Oh, that's so, different, isn't it? Yeah, no. Can you get a hoodie, a, a 4B hoodie? I think it's called Reset, the fashion label. Right. And a, a, it's 4B Reset, if you know what I mean. What, Reset Make It? Who, but 4B no, Designer. The, the brand name on the front of it. It's called Reset. Yeah, 4B oh, I Reset. I thought it was 4B. It is 4B, but they it's like they put out a range. The Reset range. Oh. The 4B original range. Right. Oh, you know, okay. It's it, ongoing. It's organic. It's organic. <laughs> right. So as soon as it arrives in the mail and you get togged up, you get straight back online and see what the next range is going to be. I think that's right. I think they're not idiots. What a business model. That's got to work. Rugby League MasterChef is holding auditions for the next series. If you are a ticketed Rugby League player, send a sample of your handiwork to MasterChef headquarters. Stand by the stove and listen for details on bludging on the blind side. Yes, and, uh, oh, well, welcome back to bludging on the blind side in Tokyo. Uh, people have been uh, getting in touch with us here by email and uh, Roy's got a bit of a rundown if you want to get in touch with us by email, roynhg at abc.net.au, roynhg at abc.net.au. How are they looking, Roy? Look, uh, Paul on the text is saying uh, today on Channel 502. Do I know Channel 502? Uh, it's uh, Fox Channel. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, they got a lot of channels on. Fox. Right between one forty-five and two twenty-five p.m. is a documentary titled "Ricky" and details the life of Ricky Stewart. Whoa! Could that be right? Well, we're a bit far away from the coalface of five oh two. Yeah, uh, I think five oh two might be a rugby league channel. Oh, um, well, it could be. And they show matches <coughs> and, you know, highlights of things. And right. Well, if I was a producer at Foxtel and someone came to me with the idea of doing a documentary on Ricky, I'd say, yeah. Remember they did Do a re- recent one which wasn't so good about Tiger Town, They're not the Richmond Tiger Town, but the Balmain Tiger. Oh right, the joint venture. Oh yeah, uh, and what was going wrong there? And oh why people yes, did... a sort of biopic. A bio, well yeah, not bad biopic. Yeah, very of... revealing with cameras in the dressing room. Incredibly rooms and revealing. Madge McGuire really yeah. opening up. Yeah, no. Did you see it? No, sadly I no, missed it. No, I missed it too. I, I, I don't oh. have. Yeah. Foxtel. No, I was jumping out of a helicopter. Yeah, but with a I suppose it'll come to the ABC one of these days, will it? <laughs> it all ends up on the ABC. I suppose it does. I'm very keen to see Ricky, the documentary, if it's real. I hope Paul isn't uh, giving us a bum steer. He said it's in English, but perhaps it has Japanese subtitles. Well, it would if it went to Japan. But that's okay. Yeah, or came to Japan. That's okay. They, the SBS can do the translations. It's not a oh, yes, baffling, they do that. baffling thing. <clears throat> Standing on their ears, yeah. They yeah. do that all the time. Now, Marty says, uh, G'day, lads. Hope all is well in the land of the rising sun. Well, it is kind of. <clears throat> Firstly, a comment. Speed golf is not a new sport. We were talk- discussing yes, the possibility speed- of yes. people running between holes yesterday, I think. Uh, before the closure of the Kemaruka golf course in the Bega Valley, speed golf was de rigueur. All players tee off together, hit the ball and run. 
Stroke numbers do not matter all that much. It's the competitor's speed over the nine holes, not accuracy, that determines the winner. Well, hang on a minute. Does the ball have to go in the hole? Well, I don't know. To what he seems to be so suggesting. So you can dribble what, along, dribble along. The implication along. is it doesn't have to. So I, I, I don't know how so, genuine this is. Secondly, a question he has. What arrangements have you made for your return to Australia? How will you present bludging on the blind side whilst in quarantine? Oh, well, that's I know you're both highly responsible and would be more of it. <laughs> Of course, we'll go into lockdown. Yeah, we'll be... We can do the show from anywhere. I know. We've got the tools and we, we're, we're hoping... All we need it. is a, a, a computer, laptop... With information. With information. Now, They've got microphones and everything. We can broadcast. Wh- a lot of the broadcasting that happens on the ABC these days is people from home. I know. People don't realise that. <laughs> you don't have to be in a studio anymore. No. I mean, that's all that's old. That's old stuff. Yeah. Now, look, I'm looking forward to getting into the Centre of Resilience at mm-hmm. Howard Springs. I mean, I've yep. been there for a couple of weeks, obviously. Yep. yep. And, uh, you know, let's face it, I mean, I'm looking forward to putting my feet up and having so a snooze. So am I. Two I weeks be... of just, you know, reading and watching if they've got Foxtel. I'll look at that terrific show on Sticky because <laughs> it'd be on high rotation, I imagine. <laughs> In the Centre of Resilience. Yeah. <laughs> look, it's, uh, you know, these things. Uh, we live in a modern world where we're coping with. You've got to live with the new normal. Yeah, we do. In and out of, I mean, I've been in Howard Springs about five times already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like it there. Got my uh, room Bill, there. Bill from West Preston says, uh, happy rugby league. Sometimes the answer is so simple it's lost in plain sight. How do we make the redevelopment of the Gabba cost neutral? Bring back the dog track. You know, I've had a lot, we've had a lot of emails of people wanting the dog track to be brought back to the Gabba. And remember, we got a big push for including dog racing in the Brisbane yes, uh, 2032. Yes, and... Uh, trotting. Trotting. Uh, imagine the international interest would be ran a meet while showcasing the athletes at the same time. Well, on opening night. Well, yes. Opening ceremony. The opening, opening ceremony, ceremony is no reason why the dogs couldn't come out. I know. You know, that could be your opening image. <laughs> the dogs set free. Chasing the bunny, only a real one this time. <laughs> That's Australia. That's Australia. Uh, this comes from David. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, David says, um, pass this on because you may recall, HG, I was suggesting some time back that Merv Cross could have a look oh, at yes. uh, Roger Federer's knee. Yes. Now, someone who knows Merv called Peter uh, texted Merv and said, uh, Would you have a look? Roy and HG just called you to come out of retirement and look at Roger's knee. I presume they mean Federer. Then uh, Merv has got back, happy to. <laughs> then this bloke says, Peter says, I should let them know for next week's show, and he has. So Merv's, well, I'll pass that on to Roger's Oh, I know, I'd put that on Roger's table. I'll get in touch with the Swiss chef de mission here mm-hmm. in Tokyo, and he, mm-hmm. I'm sure he'd know Roger or know how to get on to him. Oh, I no, 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 I don't have Roger's very, phone number at all. I don't. Very, a lot yeah. of people asking me here in Japan, oh, you know Roger Federer. Well, I've met him. But do I know him? No. It's a bit like Sticky. I haven't got Sticky's number either, no. but get in touch with the Raiders bloody footy club and I'm sure they put you, you through You've got it. a great book of numbers, though. Just because oh, you I don't do. have Federer and uh, you yeah, know, Sticks yeah, yeah. number in there doesn't mean that you no. aren't a great conduit for no, people like Julia I'm, Roberts. No, I say to them, look, here's my here, look. Here's my phone book. Do you want to talk to Todd Woodridge? <laughs> they say no. Do you want to talk to... <laughs> well... To Bruce? Yeah, Bruce. No. Etc. Etc. 
Now, Kit's been in touch from Kate Patterson. I'm not too sure where that is, but I'm keen to see. She says, or Kit says, uh, Wowee and happy rugby league. Those Cadbury Wallabies have just beaten those Lecoq Sportive Frenchy Foos. And what an inspiring display we just saw. But tell me, did the yellow used in the Wallabies jumper look a trifle warm? Aren't our colours green and gold? Dare I say it, the Australian gold is usually wattle in colour, but this jersey, in stark contrast to the national raincoat, had distinct caramello koala overtones. I know Cadbury demands warm tones in their branding to make people feel hungry. Is that why we won? Well, there's a big story Look, there is a story there. Didn't uh, a lot of ex-wallabies get together in a room? And survey the whole history of jumpers and stuff like that. And settled on this one because that was the colour that John Eels wore. In 19... Hang on, when did they... When we won the World Cup. 2003. It was a colour that was popular then on the Cup. Yeah, on the, on the, and uh, that's on the, the one they went with. Yeah. It, this was before their relationship with Cadbury's. Yes, no, long before it's the relationship. It's just accidental that, that the caramel the bear yep, looks like looks the same. Looks like the same colour. Yeah, but it's a good idea. It's a great idea. Yeah, it's great, you know. I mean, and at other times they might turn out in a, as a packet of Cadbury's roses or something like that or Whoa. my favourite as the I hadn't fr- thought of that. old, what, old fruit sort of, nut. What, with a bluish tinge? Yeah, you know, and, uh, sort of that uh, sort of I always connect them with a rather red yeah. Uh, image on the oh, front okay. of the roses. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so, roses, aren't they great? <laughs> you can say it with roses, can't you? Isn't that the saying? I think it is. I think it is. Mm. Beautiful writing, that. Say it with roses. Yeah. So simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is Lachlan from Brighton in Queensland. Uh, did you blokes take all of the old gold fruit and nut with you because my local shops are stripped bare? Or is it just Wallaby's fever? I'd be Wallaby's fever. It would be Wallaby's fever. And COVID, I imagine. people are loving to have a bit of a bit of a fruit and well, nut. Well, people are buying a lot of toilet paper, and people are buying a lot, lot of fruit and nut, fruit and nut, and, and, and caramello pe- bars and all of people that. People are Roses blaming this probably. show for the increase in sales. Rubbish. Rubbish. Yeah, it's the, rubbish. The, 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 you know, if the Wallabies win, people are going to be buying Cadbury's. It's course, as simple as that. Simple I mean, the why, other way, why would Cadbury's be doing it? That's right. And this French series, the fruit and nut, fruit old gold fruit series. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, okay. What, the Blenderslow Cup is now the fruit and nut? Well, no, because the Blenderslow Cup won't be played here, I no, it's not. if it's played at all. Now, Richard's been in touch from Port Macquarie. Uh, as an exiled pom who loves rugby league, he says, happy rugby league, by the way. Good. Open brackets, close brackets. I had the fortune to see Des Hasler play for my, cull, my club, Hull Football Club, in my youth. Wow. When I heard you talk about Des's resilience, I had to tell you about the time Des played in a midweek game against Widnes in a massive snowstorm and nearly died from hypothermia. Oh, he would. In fact, our coach, Roy Simmons, God, Roy Simmons. Roy Simmons coaching at the time. With, you know, Des Des and Roy. Des and Roy. No matter Des is so good now, he's, you know, he's... he's Hardened steel. Been at the, the... the, the feet of the master. Mm. It's Roycey Simmons. Anyway, in fact, our coach Roy Simmons uh, took Des off after 30 minutes and told him to get into a hot bath to stay alive. <laughs> Des refused and retook the field to finish the game, which we won 10-6. The local newspaper, whose reporter was called Dick Tingle, only gave Des an 8 out of 10 due to the 10 minutes he was off the pitch. Interestingly, Hull could only afford to sign Des after Roy Simmons got local businesses to sponsor him to run seven marathons in seven days, 
which paid for Des's airfare and wages. Isn't that wonderful? What a story. What a story. What a film. Why isn't bloody 502 or whatever the bloody channel is, why aren't they doing a bloody doco on that? I know, that's incredible. That's incredible. And Dick Tingle. And everyone's still alive. They could talk to Des. They could talk to Royce. They could talk to bloody, what is his name, Dick Tingle. I know. He'd tell him. Dick, why did you only give me mate? Oh, well, he had 10 minutes off the beer. Was he? Can you? That's can, it. Can you do the dick tingle? No. <laughs> no, I can't. It came and went. A bit like lightning. I you know. Now, if you do want to be part of the, uh, you know, obviously the passing parade, then send us an email. We'll be, uh, obviously, I should say this, uh, presenting... Um, you know, dodging Armageddon all next week and uh, more bludge, obviously, uh, in, on Saturday as well, also from Tokyo. So, Roy and HG at abc.net.au. That was a fabulous email, that last one. What was, memories. Wasn't it? What memories, yeah. What memories. Yes, yes. Well, that's the thing. When you're doing a show, HG, that goes globally, as we are, <laughs> these things happen. People mm. come out of the woodwork. Mm. You know, a lot of people are probably hearing about. Dick Tingle for the first time in their lives. Unless, I, I am. I know, unless, of course, they were in Hull and Witness at that time. That's right, that's right. the local paper. But it's as a different as, medium. Yep, different as soon as I get back to the hotel room here in Tokyo, You'll dial him I'm up going to Google Wikipedia. Dick Tingle and read some of his articles about the great Witness teams back in the day. Well, Would have been the 70s, probably. What organisation has done more to promote ecumenical bonding than any other single entity? The National Rugby League. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Live from Tokyo and your comments yesterday on the dodge concerning Australian football seem to have borne fruit already with this magnificent win overnight by the Matildas oh, wasn't uh, in it great? extra time. Extra yeah. time. It was just fantastic. But it, there were tactics that I haven't seen before, HG. It was sort of scattergun. It was uh, very it, scattergun. I mean, yes. Great Britain couldn't follow what we were doing. I know. Didn't know where to stand. They didn't know didn't where know to know stand. Their shape no. was yeah. all over the place. It was chaos. Place. It was anarchy out there. Yes. And it suited the Matildas' style. It did. And uh, that come from behind win was just fantastic. Yes, it was fantastic. Absolutely tonic yeah. for Australian football. Yeah, it certainly um, kept me up because it went on for a while. You know, I thought, oh, will I go to bed yet? No, no, they're, they're, they're doing it because at one stage it looked as behind. if they were gone. Yeah. Yes. Now, um, the other thing is <clears throat> we keep banging on about sports which are sort of um, – well, enjoy enough prominence in the community without needing the Olympic spotlight. Is that what you mean? That's right. Now, golf is like one of those. Like golf is one of them. But yeah, also, we get enough bloody golf. You know, you've got yeah. your four majors or how many there ever there are. I mean, I just bloody forget. Well, the, every tiny town has a major. Yes. It's, you know, obviously. The PGA not... Tour, I mean, it's on every week. Yeah. <laughs> Can you I can get, with your, with your Foxtel, you can get a dedicated channel, but there's, well, I'm led to believe, where it's just golf. And of course, all the time. There's golf. Twenty-four money. hours golf. Oh, no. I mean, how could you stand that? Why would you want that in your house? Now, I'm in a beggar's belief. You come to the equipment. The equipment is not cheap. It's not. I mean, and your green fees, your club. You know, if you're going to start off as a say young twenty-year-old, yeah. thinking I'll be at the Olympics in 2032, as the thirty just coming into prime. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's not yeah. cheap. And imagine all the all the match fees, green fees you would have to pay yeah. for um, you know the duration of your preparation. Well, that's right. Uh, now, and and you want to get people in young age. You've got golf clubs 
designed for you, for your size, you know, when you're eight years old. As soon as you turn 10, they're too small for you, so you've got to get another set. Uh, then you've got another set when you're 14, another set when you're... You see what I mean? It's very, very It's very difficult. Yeah. And then, as you say, they're not cheap. No. You no. know, some of those cobras or... Yeah, you know, well, the the shark the, users. Yes. Very dear. Very <clears throat> expensive. Now, then you come to the laser class where... Our chap in the laser class, Warren, I think his name yes. is. Yes. He's so far ahead, he doesn't have to race in the last two races. Just He's just got to stay out. in his boat. Yeah, just stay in his boat. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But imagine being in Walgett and thinking, oh, that laser, that looks great. Yes. How the hell would you get started? Well, I don't know how you'd get started, HG. I don't know how much a laser boat costs. And where do you get them? Yeah. How many shops have you gone past lately where it says, you know, Lasers on, sale, on special. Laser boats. Well, you know, would it be an Aldi shop? You know, sometimes they have brilliant things in there. But oh, go and weird do things. Shit. They get weird things they in, do. don't they? You've got to get in early, otherwise yeah. you and miss you, out. People are shocked yeah. when they realise they, they bought a, you That's know, right. a racing bike for a dollar, that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Are you suggesting every now and again you can get a laser boat? I am. I am. Wow, for a dollar? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Might be 80 cents now right. that I think about it. Okay. <laughs> the other thing is, it's so here we... Well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be left up to the, the Aldi people, the bloody... Fun shouldn't it be every, every kiddie's right to be able to access a laser boat if they show interest? Okay. Look, what disappoints me going the other way... Yes. ...is funding has been cut from our table tennis people. They've got nothing. Nothing. Absolutely That's nothing. And not, not a gonna... cent, not a red cent. And what's the strategy here? Oh, this was under, under Shotgun McKenzie's watch. Yeah, but what's the strategy here? Is you don't need it because your sport's so cheap, everybody can, as you point out, make their own you bats. You can make and... your own bat out of three-ply, yeah. <laughs> get a busted tennis, you know, table tennis ball almost at, you know, petrol stations. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You can. You, you can. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, hmm. you know, some of these things cost thousands upon thousands of dollars just to get to... Well, well as we were talking about the other day, HG, if you want to get into foursomes, you know, if, if you think, oh, I want to be an awesome foursome, and who doesn't mm -hmm. these days? Not only have you got to find three others, but... Water, boat, water, trailer. boat, trailer. Car to tow yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Coach, trainer, what do I do? Where do I mm. hold it? Where do I sit? Because mm. some of these boats are, you know, it's not that simple. It's, it's complex. Not, it, it, it's sometimes counterintuitive. I know. You know, especially if you go up to the eights and you need a cox and suddenly oh. you've got someone looking at you <laughs> up the prow of the boat. And shouting at and you. And shouting at you. Come on, Slavin, put it yeah, in, you yeah. bugger. That's it. That's well, it. That, How do you do well, that? that well, you've got to go to an exclusive school at this stage. Oh, no. <clears throat> that appears to be the only, the only path. You've got to be part of what's it called? Head of the water or something? Head of the river, I think. Head of the river. Yeah. Head of the river. They don't well, have there are only four the schools that are eligible for that. It's not as if you're, you know, Lithgow High School and you've got a boat. Can I go into the head of the river? No. <laughs> no. Can I go? To Why Tokyo? not? Because you're not a private school. Yeah. You don't have people. Paying your money to come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's not right. Yeah. I, I think it should be equal access for all Australian kids who show interest in a particular... We should be encouraging it. I know. Encouraging <clears throat> that. Now, can I just come to a... Because there are parents who've got a big lump in the back seat of the car as we're speaking, driving around capital cities in Australia, thinking you've got a lump here who'd look good in a boat. <laughs> Where do I get a boat? Where do I get other three other lumps to join him or her? Well, I don't know. I can't answer that question. No. And this question has never been put to the sports minister. Never. 
So you've gotten a glimpse of how much the family is involved when we're talking about Blocker Roach's kids and yes. how they came up through the water polo and what Kath, the mum, did and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. 4.30, dropped the youngster off at the pool, probably didn't pick him up till the 4.30 the following morning. That's or right. Or the following afternoon. He sure. was there all weekend looking yeah. after himself, fending for himself with That's the tuck right. shop in the pool. That's right. And then, um, you know, the other kids were at their matches and so on. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. she was baking a couple of legs of lamb. Probably. Yeah, so, well, she was. We know mm, she was. Mm. Was that every day, HG, the every leg day. of lamb? Every yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, you have to eat a lot of food if you're playing water polo. I'm telling you, you that for a fact. I found but that. lamb's something you never get sick of, isn't no. it? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say. You can always glaze it with something, you know, like oh, yeah, apricot right. or honey mm. or mm. whatever. So many cuts. Can <laughs> 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 I uh, say that, you know, I'm not sure. Oh, you were watching some water polo on one of the channels uh, here from the uh, in the media centre. Oh, yeah. uh, now, one of the things I was going to say is that I've found water polo the hardest sport I've ever tried to play. I don't know if other people have that same experience. It's extremely well, it's exhausting. Exhausting. Absolutely it's exhausting, exhausting treading water all the time. And swimming and tactics <clears throat> and trying yeah. to remember, oh, bloody hell, the ball's gone too far. That's yeah. right. Offside. Offside. Oh, no, it's difficult, isn't it? Drives you nuts. Mm. Yeah. Now, we'll take a short break and come back with medal expectations from here on Bludging on the Blind Side. The Rugby League Players Association, in partnership with the Bank of Volandes, have done a deal with Bitcoin to pay all Rugby League salaries Cardano cash. Stay tuned for blockchain updates on Bludging on the Blind Side. Dodging Armageddon. Roy, in Japan, I know you've set aside some valuable time to take your gaze away from the sport itself and the medals and the avalanche of Aussie gold to get cricket onto the Olympic agenda at last. The model I have is to have a gold medal for test match cricket. I think people would love that, but I think players these days will be able to rise to the challenge and play two or three test matches a day. Dodging Armageddon. ABC Sport Digital Radio and on the ABC Listen app. How to build a healthy community? Form a club. Build a clubhouse. Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Uh, Roy, medal expectations. I mean, it's a fraught with, um, you know, problems of, you know, mm. people not having putting in their best performances <clears throat> on the day. Yeah. As people say, it's how you get on. Yeah. Now... <clears throat> The Australian Olympic Committee have dumped its medal target for Tokyo. Dumped it? Dumped it. Yeah, that's the Australian, that's uh, His Excellency, you know, Juan Whoa. Antonio Coates. Lord Coates has Lord dumped Coates it. dumped it. Now, but it doesn't, uh, hasn't stopped uh, lofty expectations about what the team could achieve. Right. The latest virtual medal <clears> table <throat> released, uh, this a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, by global data and technology company Gracenote, has Australia winning 16 gold and 40 medals overall. Right. Now, 16 gold, what are we up to, 10? Yes, <clears> we're up to 10. Yeah. And uh, so we'll get a couple of sports ones, a couple of team ones. Team you ones, you would the, think so. The uh, Hockey Roos. Hockey Roos, yes, I'd say. It's, I'd say uh, they're looking good. Yeah. Uh, and I'd say Barty and Piers will probably get bronze. No, they're out. No, they're, they're up oh, for they're, bronze. Oh, sorry, they're yeah. out of the uh, gold. They're out of the gold. Sorry, silver. yes. Yeah. <clears throat> now, uh, sixteen gold, fourteen other forty medals overall. If realised, this would be Australia's best Olympic result since Beijing, and and the most golds won since two thousand and four in Athens. Right. 
That was a bumper year, 2004. It was a breakdown it? of pre-Tokyo form provided mm. exclusively for the Nine newspaper. Provides a bit of a guide. Uh, Kaylee McKeon yes. uh, will leave Tokyo as one of the brightest stars in global swimming. Yes, That's she obvious. Will. Uh, she will. She's going to be a terrific sponsor for some product. I'm sure there'll be lots of advertisers. I'll tell you what, Cadbury's would be feeling. As though if only we hadn't signed with the bloody with wallabies. With the wallabies, we could have gone with... Mm, she'll be the face of something. Mm. Now, uh, canoeist Jess Fox, mm. uh, obviously a very impressive CV, and they rated her as two gold medals. So she got the kayak, Yeah, she got two. But the, no, not two oh, gold. Oh, no, she got one. Yeah. One gold, quite And right. third. So she, in yeah. the canoe, she dipped. Yeah. Australia's world champion women's coxless fours. Yes. They thought, and that happened. Yeah, it happened. We got that. Mm. Now, Australian uh, women will uh, win 24 of the 40 medals and contribute uh, another four medals in mixed events, the data predicts. Okay. Now, how many mixed events are there? Like, obviously, as you point out, uh, Barty and Piers could win yeah. one there. There's well, there's the, that one on the water. We've t- the medley, which got third in that, did we? No, the one, the bloke who's got gold already, he's just got to sit in the boat all day tomorrow. Oh, Warren. Yeah, Warren. Yeah. That's gold. Yeah, that's true. Yes. I think they listed him. Yes. Um, okay. Now, and we might pick up one or two others on the water as well. Well, under the projections, Australia would be sixth for gold right. with 16, an overall medal count. However, 40 medals would have you finishing ninth. Yeah. Jeez, some teams are going to win a lot. Yeah. Now, the swimming the team- Because the moment we're fifth, aren't we? We are. The swimming team will contribute about half of Australia's total medals yep. with Tokyo flag bearer Kate Campbell breaking through for a first individual gold. Now, that hasn't happened yet, has it? No, it hasn't. Uh, so they rated uh, 50 metre freestyle. Yes. Well, they we've re- got two opportunities in that. I think... Uh, yes, that's still to be the that's final. That's the, still the, to come. There's still a semi. There's a semi this evening, I think, HG, I think, in that, in the 50. And I think we've got two in it. We've got one of the Campbell sisters and uh, McEwen. Emma okay. McEwen. Okay. Then we've got uh, Titmus beating Ledecky in the 200 free, that she did that. She did that. And, of course, the 400 free as well. Yeah, she did that. Now. Yeah. yeah. And therein lies the rub. Br- uh, bullish predictions for Australian teams heading in previous uh, Olympics have been hitched to world rankings of the swimmer. And in the case of some athletes, you know, they drag like an anchor, right. meaning the, pr- the, the weight of sure. anticipating yeah. your win is the biggest hurdle to winning. Sure. I know that sounds weird. Yep. Uh, Grace Notes, uh, Grace Notes. That's the firm that does it. And mm-hmm. an analysis leading into Rio had Australia winning sixteen gold medals and finishing fifth on the medal table. Right. Instead, Australia won eight gold, smallest haul since nineteen. It goes a bit technical there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, but could I say, actually, there's still a possibility that this could be our most successful Olympic team of all time. I think that's possible. Okay. I think that's possible. Well, we could end up with twenty golds. We could. We could. Bruce don't, is, don't, don't forget the Matildas. That, well, and Bruce is going to have to do a bit of work on the track for us. Oh, yeah. I mean, he means oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce anchor. is going to have to bring a couple home. Yeah, yes. He's got to get a Nicole, Nicola McDermott up in the high jump. Yeah. And, well, that's possible. And Brandon Stark, how's he going in the, yeah, in the high well, jump? Uh, yeah, he's doing pretty well. And I think we've got a quick kitty, haven't we? Ah, yes. I think we've got a kitty who's pretty quick, yeah. I think we could get easily the medal tally they're suggesting. Yeah. It's just whether we get the gold. We get the gold or not, yeah. Okay, give you an idea. I don't want to put too much pressure on any of our – whenever I bump into them, I just say, how's it going? I don't say, are you going to win gold? I just don't. I I don't want to put that pressure on them. You see, that's what – I will with you. I said, yeah, I hope he gets gold. (laughs) 
And Bruce, I mean, Bruce puts pressure on so many by saying, oh, yeah, we've got a chance in this. Yeah. And I think, it's best well, to talk it down. I know. It's best to say, oh, we've got no chance in yeah, this. Or if everything goes okay. Yeah. So when we look at the gold medal projection, we get Logan uh, Martin in uh, Men's Park, which is that running around the city. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get Jess Fox. He's listed two for Jess Fox, of which only one was gold. Yeah. Women's fours, we did that. Matthew Warren, we'd, men's laser, we talked about him. Yeah. Uh, James Willett and Letitia Scanlon in mixed team trap. Now, oh, I don't yeah. Think that's, I don't think that's been on yet. No, I don't think so either. I love the mixed trap. When, when is that? Oh, God. We'll have to get there. Just look at that. I know. We certainly will. Sally Fitzgibbon in the short board, sadly. Oh, yeah. Well, that didn't happen. McKeon. Yeah. 100 metres backstroke, McKeon, 200 metres backstroke, McKeon, uh, 200 metres individual medley. Not sure how we went there in the end. Mm. I'm not sure about the individual medley. Might be mm. might be wrong there. No, I think we were dudded by the, was it the Chinese or the English that dudded us in that, one of them. Anyway, and McKeon then again. Because she had the bad lane. She had the dud lane. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Uh, Mc, the other Emma. Or Kaylee McKeon and yeah. McKeon, mm-hmm. Emma McKeon in the 100 free. Mm-hmm. Titmus in the 200 metres freestyle, but Titmus has won a couple more golds, so she they should have stuck them down. Yep. Australian women's four by 100 free. They did that, didn't they? Yeah, it was they the did. 200 that buggered them up. Yep. Australian in the mixed four by 100 relay. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. We got bronze, but that's now, all right. Elijah Winnington, men's 400 free. Mm. Don't think that happened. No. And Kate Campbell, women's 50 free. Well, that hasn't happened yet. No. Yeah, we're going to get it's the still we're, we're up. the semis on this evening. Yeah, yeah. So it's still possible. I, um, <clears throat> yeah. Still is, very possible. It is fascinating to look back now at the uh, – because the swimming's their main long suit, isn't it? Yeah. I don't want to talk our teams or our track and field people yeah. down. No, our swimmers are really other ones. And, and it's usually the, 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 the women swimmers. Oh, yeah, the women swimmers. Are, it's, it's I mean, whoever's looking after our women's swimming team, I mean, it's take a bow. Fifty-six Since 56, women have won the majority of medals. Yes, yes. I mean, in these games, women are way ahead of blokes. Way ahead. Blokes already. Yeah. This is for Australia. But then in the history of the games, women's swimming. Yeah. Uh, What's that mean to Oh, read? the mixed team trap is on now. Whoa. And the Aussies are in sixth place. Wow. Still, it's early days. Yeah, I think they have to shoot 400 rounds. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mixed Be there till about four in the morning. Yeah. Uh, look, we might take a uh, short... Look, I was just Sorry, going to say, uh, Michael has got hey, in Michael. touch. He says, uh, can we get to the bottom of why the Australian Olympic team face masks look like a pair of old budgie smugglers from the 80s? It's a disgrace. Our beautiful golden girls and boys forced to face the whole world with what looks like Bob Hawke's tool bag on their face. Why can't we have decent masks, he asks. Well, <clears throat> well, it's a very good question. I would have thought dedicated masks with the Australian flag on it. Like the PM Sooty wears? Yes. Right. Yes, I would have thought so. I thought they would have been given those things. I must say I'm and not... And I must not... admit, when they're interviewed, you know, uh, by that terrific bloke on Seven who interviews them near the pool there, sometimes they're wearing masks and sometimes they're not. I don't know what the law is there. Okay, I think they're allowed to take their mask off. I'm not 30 seconds this. it used to be. Yeah, when they're grinning for photos. Yeah. And then, well, it's all, I mean, where are gear COVID marshals? People have to step in. I know. Remember what happened when Rugby League went to the bubble? They yes. said one breach, this was in Brisbane last year, one breach and you're, and you're all out. Yeah. yeah. Now. Ten breaches later, well, they're still there. Try, try 400 breaches later, they're still there. Mm. I mean, they, you know, you've got to have rules. Yeah. But, of course, you know, look, I've got to be honest here, is I haven't noticed the mask issue. 
I mean, yeah. I've noticed people winning gold, and that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. I can see beyond the mask. No, it's disappointing when they're interviewed after the race. Oh, I see. Because you're just looking at a mask. You don't yeah. know whether they're, whether they're so, happy, whether they're glum, whether they're, you, you mean, know, you want to see the big grin. The, yeah. The, you mean the bloke who says, you know, was it really surreal? surreal was, was it? it? So, yeah, yeah, that bloke. Yeah. That. He's terrific. He's terrific. I don't mind him wearing a mask because I'm not interested in him. But sometimes the yeah, uh, the athletes Sorry. are wearing masks. Other times they're not. Um, now, Ron from Narrabeen is suggesting that if Emma McKeon could be the face of face of Huawei, she could single handedly repair our rift with China. Oh, that'd be an excellent job, wouldn't it? Wow, yeah. hadn't thought of that. No, that is a. It, Do you know if she's been a? Oh, well, you wouldn't know. If she's been a president I mean, at all. I don't no. know. I mean, I've spoke to the Toyota people about her. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah, and very. She, receptive. They're very keen. Very receptive. Okay. They want to see a jump. Oh, yes, whether she can do that, uh, oh, what a food. Well, I said she could yeah. jump into the pool for you. Yeah. And you could turn that round Shintaro style. Oh, true. And jump out. Ah, yes, it was Tonbe the Mist who used to be able to leap backwards out of the water back up onto the, into the yeah. tree. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. When you've done your best but it's not good enough, build a better version of yourself by bludging on the blind side. Ah, uh, yes, now, update on the uh, hockey, nil all still. Wow. In the uh, hockey ruse and uh, Argentina. Argentina must be pretty good because those hockey ruse we know are the best in the world. And heat seems to be starting to play its part. Well, it's very hot today. I don't yeah. know if you've been out much, no, I but I was shocked in, by how hot it is outside. Air conditioned, yeah. um, you know, protected by the air conditioning. Um, and um, <clears throat> I was going to say the... Um, the uh, sorry, I missed that note there. I've just been passing me. Uh, Cam, was, Cam Smith is now in twelfth place. Right, on the golf oh, gee, course. He's going backwards. Know. I don't need to know that. Just let us know what he's doing well. If he's going up in the rankings, not if he's going down. We don't need to Can I, disappoint of, people. Cam Smith freaks. Now, look, who are listening to this program on the off chance that Cam might bring it home? Well, at the moment, he's not. Now, can I ask about Sorry. the the uh, Cameron Smith show? Remember I started Oh, that the show, yes. Yeah, an evening with Cam Smith. That sounds fantastic. And are you sure it's the Rugby League Cam Smith and It not is. The I'm pretty sure Cam the Smith? photo out the front indicates it's the Rugby League Cam Smith and not the golfer. Who's What's his what's his level again? 12th. 12th. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just need to know that. Well, that now, could be the name of the show, Cam Smith, 12th. 12th. <laughs> but what would he do? Cam. The, the, the rugby league person. Well, he'd take them. people through games that he oh. uh, well, refer- refereed. Yeah, refereed. There'd be some footage. Yeah, here's a game I, I was playing a couple of years back. And anyway, I noticed that they were doing this and this. You have a look at this. They do. See what I did then? Now, any questions? Yeah? Why'd you do it? Oh, because I wanted to win. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, we'll move on to another bit of footage. Here's where I scored a try in State of Origin. You really like it. I did. <laughs> Is that the show? That's the show. Yes, that's the show. Vision and Cam out the front. And, yeah. You know, maybe he's interviewed by somebody who would be a good person <laughs> to interview him. I mean, would you get... Oh, to... I, no, he'd just take uh, questions from the audience. The, I don't, the don't, audience don't... would interview I, him. I think so, yeah. 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 And can Who's you... your favourite players, Cam? <laughs> That'd be one question. Who's the hardest player? Who did you respect the most, Cam? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, who, who did you really respect? Yeah. yeah. Who, what, what blue did you really respect? <laughs> and who was the best maroon you ever played with? Yeah. You know, what's Mal Meninga like? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about Bellyache. Why would you call him Bellyache? Yeah. Is that because his name's Bellamy? Mm. When did you know you could, 
When did you know you could referee and play? Yeah. 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 You ever thought of taking on the whistle? You ever yeah. thought of blowing the pee? What are you going to do? What are you going to do from now on, Cam? What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> managing. Are you still going to commit to rugby league? You're you going to coach or something, Cam? And managing a game. Who taught you those skills? <clears throat> yeah. Where do and you, how... Are you born with that, Cam? Or yeah, can you that's learn right. It? And that's right. And how how much can you slow up a game? Yeah. Can you get 30 minutes off the clock by that's right. your tricks? Do you hate the palms, Cam? <laughs> Who do you really hate? Oh, it's I'm a great go. night. I'm going to go. And I think it's 100 bucks, basically. No way. That yeah. cheap. Yeah, I know. I don't know how they've you done it. You get so much. I know. You come out feeling as if Cam, you know him, he's your yeah. best mate. And you'd ask him about Ricky Stewart, wouldn't you? Yeah. Why is Sticky mad, Cam? This is episode 927 of Songs of Praise and Glory, the hymns of Rugby League. This week's selections by Craig Bellyache Bellamy are heard in living stereo on Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, yes, uh, that uh, I made mention of the BMX freestyle. Yeah. BMX freestyle. They had a, what they describe here as a seeding session at uh, earlier today. Oh, okay. Well, obviously, just at the time. That's when we what came Phil would have been watching. He would have, yeah, yeah. Unless he was watching the racing yesterday, right. which is completely. No, he said different. he was looking at today, so it would have been that <laughs> okay. seeding session. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what, what I understand about it is the races are one thing, and then they get another go at sort of like doing tricks and right. you know jumping over things and through. You know, a flaming sheet of cardboard, all oh, that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. You know, it's quite a so. It's, and as you were saying, it's not, it's judged on its artistic, artistic merit. Yeah. Now that raises artistic swimming. Have you come across that? Have you seen? Well, that? I, I, I've seen a couple of images of it. Actually, it looks like synchronised swimming to me. <laughs> Is what's the difference between synchronised swimming no, and you, artistic swimming? I can't help you. Except that it gives you the license. Not to have to swim together, not to be synchronised. Is that what it is? I think because that's right. synchronising it is getting too bloody hard. Yeah, it takes too much time. It takes too much time. We don't have a life where it's possible to no. spend all the time synchronising with someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, now, the new sports, I noticed climbing's coming in. Have you got, uh, I think, uh, you know, we mentioned that climbing could be something we could get medals in. Uh, these guys who the uh, trained oh, by going in Ninja Warrior. Yes. Like, what, yeah. what do you make of a is sport it, like that? Is it indoor climbing HG or is it outdoor climbing? Is, no, it's, it's indoor, is it's it? It's indoor. It's over a measured oh, course. okay. They seem to have devised some things like the yeah. speed up and, So you the know, little hump with, and lumpy bits that come out of the uh, out of the wall. Out of the plywood. Out of, yes. Yeah. And yeah. then there's, uh, I think there's a... And is you measured by the speed with which you speed, get up there, I suppose? and there's some, uh, I think some are... Uh, with a safety rope. Oh, I was and going some to ask. Was, oh. Yeah, they have some with the safety rope. How do they get insurance some... to cover that, HG, if no they're not idea. using the safety rope? Well, I assume they get, I assume oh, the Olympics people get a job sign a waiver. Yeah, I, I right, don't if care. I fall, if yeah, I fall, no. that's it. It's my own stupid fault. Yeah, I should yeah. have hung on. Signed, more. you know, whoever. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, well, that, well, that'll so, be up next week. It will. With Bruce calling oh, Bruce that. will be calling. Yeah, okay. Bruce will be calling. Now, um, I'm just wanting. I just want to see a few ideas, and we might get a chance to tease these out during the week. In uh, you know, as you do, obviously dodging Armageddon. Yes. Um, I'm wondering about wood chop for yes. Brisbane. Yes. You don't need much to buy an axe. No. Plenty of logs around the place, sure. and I wouldn't go down chopping more trees. I'd no. chop up what we've got already. Yes. Now. And here's something which I, I think would be great. I'm not sure how widely this is done, yeah. but almost the whole world does fishing, so why not casting? Yes. Accuracy, 
Yes. Lengths. Yes. Speed of casting. Yes. And we had that, uh, we used to know that uh, ladder I, I, used to I'd go and smoke into it. I'd love to be able to get somehow flies into it. Well, it's just going to go there. Fly making. Fly making and casting. Yes. And then accuracy of casting. We had that bloke who used to go to Tasmania on his smoking tours. Yes. And he'd always take a fishing rod and go casting That's right. Down there. That's right. Look, I think I might have seen uh, when we were in the United States at one stage, actually, when we were covering the games in uh, Salt, Lake City. Salt Lake City, there was a show on where they had lots of fish in a tank and people stood around the outside with their flies and their... Rods, rods, and if you, over a certain period of time, the more fish you were able to catch, the more you, obviously you won. Yeah. But uh, that looked incredibly engaging. So all you need is a tank filled with, uh, it doesn't matter what the fish is, you could use koi carp, wouldn't matter. You just got to know something, something that'll bite, and you make your own flies. flies. So, so you, you sit down to begin with, you've got to make the fly, Get the get the get the rod going, and then catch some fish. Well, just leave it there. Yeah, hold that thought, Roy, because uh, that's it for bludging on the blind side. Well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We will when we're dodging Armageddon. Rugby league is the only code to assist in the development of both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. Fact: This is bludging on the blind side. Hang on a sec. Who are you talking to? No one. Gold for Australia. Oh, the Olympics. What did we win? Uh, no, mate, nothing yet. I'm just warming up. The main event starts when the Paralympics start. Oh, I see. How, just how have they pulled that off? See? You'll get the hang of it. Catch you, Little Ripper, with Kurt Fernley and Georgie Tunney, your daily Paralympics podcast. Find it wherever you get your pods. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.